Listening to WMNF Tampa. On Saturday, March 23rd, WMNF will be hosting a record and CD sale at the station. We're accepting donations now during business hours, so pack up your vinyl and CDs in sellable condition and bring them to the station between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. It helps raise funds to bring in the music and news you love. For more information, call 813-238-8001 or visit WMNF.org. Thanks. You're listening to WMNF 88.5 Community Radio. MNF Tampa, 88.5 FM. You are tuned to WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. 
This is the morning show, Sunday morning public affairs show called Sunday Forum. And we are looking for our host, Walter L. Smith. And but join me, joining me on the telephone lines is Annie Miles as we pick up today's show and pick up this month, Women's History Month. Good morning, Miss Annie. Miss Annie, good can morning, you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Again, this is March 3rd. As um, Billy said, this is the Women's Month. So I want to say good morning to you guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Forum. I am Annie Miles with our host, Walter Smith and my Billy. We're here to always keep you informed, spark some conversation, and let you know what's going on in the communities. So we want to thank you again for joining us at WNNF.org, 88.5. If you hear anything that you may want to contribute to the show that may help somebody else, please give us a call, 813-239-9663. Good morning, my Billy. How are we doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I do want to thank the people who showed their love and support for the Sunday Forum last week during our spring fundraiser. Yes, yes. And uh, we can still use more support. Just go online, WMF.org, and hit the tip jar. Go ahead and hit the show page, and you can continue to show your love and support for the Sunday Forum. Exactly. We definitely appreciate those donations. It keeps us on the air, allows us to continue to keep um, speaking to you guys and keeping you informed. Um, To start us out with the Women's Month, I want to recite something from from a very powerful black woman that we know, Angela Davis. I want to quote something that she stated, and I said I was going to um, repeat that this morning because it was sent to me from my brother, you know, to show the love that he has for his black sister. So it says, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. And to understand how she put that in context, Mm -hmm. just follow me along. This is maybe a quote that some of you guys may know, but if you don't, for anyone that's out there listening, take it in and Repeat it to one of your black sisters, whether it be your mother, your aunt, your sister, your brother, what have you. It says, to my dear sister, you are the epitome of beauty and the continents of grace. You have led our movement for change, often without acknowledgement, commendation, or pay. You have exhibited leadership qualities despite gender biases. You have had to raise our children often by yourself, and yet you never lost hope, even when your back was against the rope. We stand tall today because of the courage you've displayed. Our youth and sh- our youth are strong today because of the sacrifice, because of the sacrifice and the price you paid. You stood the test of time, even when your man was out of line, and even when the system tried to beat him down, you still made room for him to shine. We thank you for being you and the God of creation for making you. That's beautiful. Yeah. That, that is absolutely beautiful. And it, I, I stand founded and grounded on those words because they're so true. Because often us women, we have to raise our children in this world by ourselves. You know, and often this when we have to, as they say, put ourselves on the back end so that the man in front can shine. What do you think about that, Mobili? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And a lot of people can identify with it, especially given the fact that that continues uh, we see uh, not only mothers, single mothers, but we see single grandmothers mm. who are continuing to do it. That's right. That, and that, that is something that's true to this because I've never seen so many young grandmothers, you yeah. know, um, and, and, and this, this day and age that we have right now. 
And it's so sad because you're right. We're having to come back and do it all over again, you know, because of the situations that we find our young black sisters in, you know, and so many brothers still being incarcerated, you know, for the things that's going on out in this world. Um, my brother sent me something the other day, and this is going to be on topic and off at the same time because it's going towards the AI. You know, there's so much stuff I would look at this weekend, Mabili, in regards to how, and I don't know if you've seen it with Elon Musk, where he's been creating that the AIs are looking human and things to that effect. Mm-hmm. It, it, it blew my mind. He's got a Neuralink now. You can put a yeah. Neuralink in humans. Yes. And, of course, it is always uh, citing a good cause, such as helping people with neurological problems, brain problems. Oh. Uh, but how far can that go? Uh, we could put a, a Neuralink in all of us and watch everything we do and every thought exactly. we have. That is that is really scary what this world is coming to, you know. And, and when you're watching it, on these these little movies and these TV shows, and you see it, it's like is anybody taking a hint? <laughs> is right. anybody taking a hint to what's really going on? You know, so that that's something we can like. That's kind of off topic, but it was just in my mind because I was watching it this weekend. But I also saw the um, Harriet Tubman um, Museum. I was watching that as well, and that one particular picture where she's um, it looks like she's literally leaning out with her hand to help someone come over. Yeah. I think that that one is so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful to me. And I was like, wow, just imagine being in that time, being a woman, a black woman, you know, and the things you had to go through just to barely survive. But I, I, I applaud her and I thank her for the things that she did, because that was that happened to our ancestors. Mobility. That was that was part of their heritage, you know, and, and we are the we are the legacy of all these things that's going on. So when I see how. All of these women are being portrayed sometimes, you know, and it's still in the videos and in the movies, you know, that they have to either play secondhand, you know, to the man or always have to be in the street and portrayed as a prostitute or, you know, a drug addict. I get offended now. Yeah. Because we we passed all of that. Right. You know, we, we, we surpassed that so far that it's like, is this the only way you know how you still think you know how to portray us? Right. You know, it's... Um, so I yeah, think that, 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 that requires... You know, the consumer to rise up and say, we're not going to take this kind of representation anymore. But what I also would like to add is that Harriet Tubman should appear on the $20 bill this year. So that would be something to celebrate. We can see her face every time we have a $20 bill in our hand. And that would be a reminder of the history. And, you know, given the fact that we are the ones who put the country in the black, so to speak. (laughs) You know, which now means you're profitable. That's because of black people. And so it makes all the sense in the world that Harriet Tubman should be on the $20 bill. I don't know what's taking so long, but it should happen this year. Well, that's a good thing right there. That would be something to see. Um, Well, what other woman do we have on any bills at all? Help me with that. Um, I'm thinking the Susan B. Anthony on the silver dollar, uh, the uh, the, the yeah, huge dollar, the dollar piece. Coin, yeah, the coin. On an actual bill. Not on an actual bill, no. No one, right? Yeah. No. Then we definitely need to we definitely need to support them to get Harriet Tubman on that twenty dollar bill. I agree with you a hundred percent, absolutely. If you have any women in your life that you want to give a shout out to a celebration to today, you know, call into the show. Let us know again. Don't be don't be silent to give those roses, you know, to those people that's in your lives now. Don't wait till they're gone. 
You That's know, right. give it to them now while they're alive. So That's give right. us a call, 813-239-9663. Share your views on who you feel is a powerful woman in your life. Okay. Yeah. We got... I'm like, I'm building. No, go ahead. You're. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do want to add, I do want to add as you are opening up the telephone lines and we're listening to Eddie Miles on the telephone. This is the Sunday Forum. My name is Patrick Mobili and uh, we are taking your telephone lines. But I do want to add that was some more good news. We have been covering what has been happening at Just Elementary School here in Hillsborough County. And we, people were concerned about the school closing down. But now Hillsborough County District said there will be a project totaling $70 million that will wow. redesign, rebuild just elementary school. And as well as Stewart Middle School. They both should be rebuilt on the $70 million project. Well, that's awesome. And I'm, and I'm hoping it's in all communities, okay? I'm hoping mm-hmm. those funds go to building those new elementary schools in all communities. And I have to be specific, I'm saying, in the urban communities, the black schools. I'm hoping that they are putting that money towards that so they can have good books and everything that they need to get the education that's being needed. So that's, that's awesome. That's right. And just elementary, a lot of mothers especially were concerned about that school closing because it was right there in the community and if you move close the school, you're going to have to move the students to a, another school, most likely further away from poor and black families so that it would be harder for them to be engaged and involved in their children's educational life. So this is a good thing that Just Elementary, this is a major response to the announcement that the school was closing. Now it should be rebuilt and help the, the families who were concerned about it closing in the first place. Well, what, what, was, yeah, what was the main reason they were going to close in the first place? Why did they want to close it down? They claimed shrinking enrollment and low staffing levels. And, of course, the poor academic scores they like to throw in there a lot of the time. And so I don't know why you would close the school, especially when it, you know you need to help those students academically. So exactly. closing is no... And shrinking enrollment, you know, these look like excuses just to give charter schools and private schools more play, but public schools are a necessity. It has been a necessity as we were coming out of slavery. It's been a necessity and ever since then, people have been trying to make it harder and harder for poor black people to get a good, solid education as early as possible in their lives. So shrinking enrollment and low staffing levels and poor academic scores were terrible reasons to close the schools, so it's better that you know, this news has come through that it is rebuilding the school. And in the meantime, you can work on those enrollment numbers and you can work on staffing levels by paying people fairly, you know, giving people, you know. You know, something I've never understood, Mobility, and the part it gets me every year, every election, they either on that, um, on the education part, but yet you paying the people that with next to nothing. And these are the ones you're saying they need to educate our children, but you don't want to pay them. Right. And I know a couple of teachers. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, and you have teachers, you know, who you 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 trash the school and the community so badly, and you underpay them. You, uh, you 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 don't really respect or help the students. So you just want to close and shut and, and close the school and throw it out of mind. And you have teachers competing for the quote unquote good schools. 
Right. So to go and look at a school like Just Elementary and say, I never worked there. You know, that's, you know, a terrible attitude to have in the first place, you know. But at the same time, you know, people, you know, are forced, teachers are forced to almost compete for the quote unquote good schools. So they, they, they do have to do that. And, and the part that's really sad as well, you're saying that these schools are no good because guess what? They don't have the money and the supplies needed to educate these right. students in the right way. You know, their, their books are out of date, you know, and everything. And now you, you're limiting what, at this point, what they can teach. Right, so that you part. Expect? You know, what, what, what do you expect? So you're right, closing is not the answer because now what you're doing is you're putting these children and, and the parents in another situation that they, these kids may have to relocate. And most parents can't afford that right now. It's, they can't afford to relocate their children. And then you have the issue of now you have to bust them back and forth. You know, and God forbid we have to go back to the, um, remember how they used to have, the, what was it called, the choice program? You have to kind of like be in a lotto, a, some type of lotto to see if your child's picked to go to out of an out of different, out of district location um, for the school. You yeah. know, that's, that's ridiculous. So they, they should, that should have been an issue at all. They should have known they need to put money inside the school as opposed to close it. It wouldn't benefit the community, you know. And the other part that's sad that we were going through, and I saw this myself um, when I was going, growing up in New York, um, when, you know, some teachers, when they get tenure, you know, when they get tenure, mm-hmm. they realize when all this started going on that a tenured, a tenured employee is someone either they, that's because they've done so good, they've been there, you know, for a certain amount of time and so forth. You know, they don't worry about the same things that those new teachers have to worry about coming in. But also the downside of that part with the tenure, some teachers, they just say they just give up. It don't matter if these children learn or not, I'm still going to get paid, you know, when you mm. when they, their mind goes to that way. So it's sad. It's so many different factors that you that plays now with our education and ed- the education system and educating our children. Although those individuals that we're putting in place to do that. That's you know, right. It needs, it needs to be screened more right now because of what the way society is. You know, all these other type of individuals and mindsets are coming out that we still have to worry about our children. Unfortunately, not going to school and just being safe, but going to school and feeling unsafe because of molestation and all kinds of things. So we ha- we have to speak up, people. We have to continue to stand up and speak up. <clears throat> and I know what I mentioned last um, last week. You said, well, why are we always fighting? Because it's an ongoing journey. It's <laughs> an ongoing journey. Remember, we're progressing, so we have to continue to fight. Our ancestors fought for us, so how dare us not stand up and fight? That's you right. Know? And, you know, they had to fight against bigger odds. Absolutely. And they paved the way for us to hopefully have an easier fight. But of course, you know, we have to, we do have to at least just keep fighting. And, you know, on top of the getting back to the teachers thing, the teachers at these poor schools, you know, often have to come out of pocket because of the underpayment and, and, the under infusion of cash in those schools. So teachers coming out of pocket. So I guess it would be, uh, that's another reason why they have to compete for the good schools. Maybe you have other teachers who are willing to to pitch in, but if you're doing it all by yourself, you're at a poor school that is underfunded, and you're a teacher who's underpaid, and students have no pencils and paper to write on. Mm-hmm. And what right. do you do? What do you do? And, and I know there are some um, parents that's out to tell. I'm going to say parents because sometimes it's just it maybe the man in the house as well. But I know there's some parents out there that can notice and grandparents should know how much it has now went up when it comes time for schools to, for kids to come back to school. Mm-hmm. They send they send the kids home with that list. Okay, mm-hmm. you have a list now of of supplies that your child needs to come back to school with. 
You know, and I, I remember we didn't have to go through all that. If we had anything, we were doing fundraising for cookies and all that kind of stuff. It's not even, it, it, it surpassed that because everything is so expensive now that literally they're sending these kids home at the end of the year saying, when you come back, make sure this is what you need to bring. And you're right, it's the pencils, there's all types of supplies, pencils, staples, crayons, paper, so that the teacher can have these supplies inside her classroom so she don't have to spend it out of her pocket mm -hmm. because the, the education system that we pay for, our taxes pay for, is not giving them what they need to educate our children. And it's so sad because now you put another burden on that household. Because remember, that child may already be in a, a low-income household that they're barely being able to pay their bills, their utilities, and food on the table that now in order for their child to come back to school to get a, somewhat of an education, they have to also supply all those things for them as well. And sometimes when they're supplying it, it's not just for their child. It's for the whole class because the class don't have it. That's you right. Know? That's <laughs> right. Absolutely right. So, you know, it is incumbent upon us to make certain that, you know, we recognize it takes a village. Yes. It definitely takes a village. And, you know, we know that people are uh, being burdened burdened by this educational system right now. But as I said, there are a lot of uh, across the board people that w that are top of mind right now, especially women, you know, single mothers. We're talking about mm -hmm. teachers in Portugal. We're talking about grandmothers even, <laughs> you That's know, right. having to do it all over again. 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum. And, you know, I think, Annie... That that whole gimmick that they they go through every year with the back to school, you know, no taxation for back to school oh, items and clothes, isn't that to me that comes off as gimmicky, because it doesn't really help a whole lot of people. It it, it doesn't um ability. The reason it does not is because what they do is they'll hike up the price and then so you don't have to pay no tax. <laughs> That's because you already included into the price. So it is a gimmick. Okay. That's a long term shop and sales gimmick. You know, and they, they think they're helping us, they're helping the parents, but we recognize it for what it is, unfortunately. You know, oh, yeah, come on back, it's to, to, um, no tag, no sales tag, this and that, but you didn't hike the price up on everything. Hey, hey, you, know? hey, hey, you weren't so, supposed to notice. We're supposed to be ignorant to all of this. You know, we're not supposed to be aware of it, but at this point, I'm pretty sure the mothers, the parents, the grandparents and everything, we are aware of this, and it's so sad because now, as as a woman, okay, remember it is Women's Month. We have to find a way to still make sure our children have, you know, throughout the entire year, not just wait for that one week of no tax week, you know. So <laughs> throughout the year now, what <clears throat> what has been done is you just kind of like double up on everything as much as you can. So it's sad that now you go into the grocery store, you try to find you some potatoes, some um um trying to be healthy, potatoes, carrots, or what have you, but also pick up. You know, maybe a dollar notebook, you know, so that can go towards next year when they go back to school, the case, whatever the case may be. And that's how we as women, we find a way to still make a way. You know what I'm saying? When we don't have nothing, we find a way to make something out of nothing. And we have been doing it for years. We have been doing it for generations. And yes, even when we do have a man in the home and we are going to always Go, go towards us because way back when the social services thought they was really giving us a hand up or a hand out for a hand up, that was not true. In New York, we call welfare farewell because you were saying farewell to your independence. Mm -hmm. You were saying farewell to some of the liberties that you as an individual should have. That these people are coming to your house and inspect your home. 
because they was giving you a couple of dollars a month for you and your family to eat. These people are coming to your house, look in your closet, see if you see any man's shoes there because they was giving you a couple of dollars for you and your family to eat. That's farewell. That's not welfare. That wasn't the welfare of the, of the community or that household. You were diminishing these individuals. You were taking away their freedoms, making them feel less than because they did not have what society deemed to be, you know, above standard. And it's sad. But we're still going through that, my Billy. We're still going through it. Hmm. Uh, if you have any comments, give us a call, 813-239-9663. So this is something that's very important. This is, again, you know me. When we had the Black History Month, what I say, I'm black every day, all day, my Billy. <laughs> <laughs> we had Women's Month, I'm a woman all day, every day. <laughs> that's so right. This is not something that's just happening until March 31st when it's, when it's over. This is ongoing, people. These things that are going on that we talk about each week, it is something that is continually happening in our community. And we're going to always call you to action. I'm going to always hold you accountable and have you stand 10 toes down on whatever is going on in your community. If you're not saying something, standing up and speaking about it, that means you're accepting it and you don't have to accept it. Don't take the mindset it does not affect you because it does affect you. In some form or fashion, it is still affecting because it's going around, around you in your community. So stand up, speak up. Talk about that Harriet Tubman um, $20, but find out how you can find out what, what's taking so long. What do I need to uh, push forward with that, you know, that movement, if there's a movement about that in your area, which it is because, again, that $20 bill, it affects all of us. We go to work every day trying to get that. <laughs> that yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple, but it's facts. It's facts. Fact. So I want to thank you guys again. Like Billy said, please continue to call into us. Please continue to donate, you know, to the Sunday Forum so we can continue to be your voice. To be your voice. If you have any questions, any comments, call in 813-239-9663. You know, Walter and I have also reached out to small small businesses to let them know if you have a, a, um, a product or you start a business or you want to promote something that's positive going on in your neighborhood, we welcome you to come on the show and talk about, again, this is your radio station. This is the Sunday Forum. This is community uh, a community station for you guys to know you have a voice. But we don't know. Closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> Closed <laughs> mouths don't get fed. So if you don't speak that. up and speak out, we can't help you. You know? But if we don't do that, guess what? If you contribute to us, then give that give those of us that, that does have a voice. Give those of us that does have a voice. Let us speak on your behalf. If you're not coming to speak out for yourself. And the way you do that is by contributing to WMNF.org, contributing to the station, 88.5, so that we can stay on the air and continue to give you the information that you need. As we listen to The Roots, The Lesson, part one in the background. <laughs> this is the Sunday Four. We are celebrating, kicking off Women's History Month. And this is Annie Miles joining us on the telephone. My name is Patro Mabili. And Walter L. Smith is in the house. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, sir. All right, all right, all right. Listen, man, let me tell you, I had to pull over. Oh, dope. <laughs> yeah, we the traffic was, was bad because of the um, yeah, storm in the north. Yeah. So coming out of where, I, where I'm from, um, you know, it, it was so bad. I had to put on the hazard uh, oh, and pull yeah. over, man. So I apologize for this morning, but I tell you what, I was listening. Uh-huh. I was listening. And let me tell you, uh, first of all, uh, Miss Annie, I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, what you said was very touching. I, I want to go back to something that that you said. And there was a quote from Angela Davis. 
one part of that, the last part of that quote was very, very telling. And that was, she said that I am, I am no longer willing to accept those things I cannot change. Hmm. Very powerful. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. That's right. I'm not willing to accept those things because because see what what if you look at everything that's happening right now in the world today, you see who at the front of the line, women. Women. Mm-hmm. That's right. You look in Palestine right now, women. Look in the Congo right now, men are being murdered off, and women are being forced to to run the villages because they know when you when you kill off the man. You now have killed off the protector mm-hmm. or the defender of the family structure. And we have been the victim of that type of of that type of uh, dynamic colonizing effort globally. No matter where we are in the world, this is what happens. So in, in order to eliminate a person's or people's uh, ability to, to, to multiply or to grow, a nation to grow, eliminate that man. Eliminate that man. Mm-hmm. Women have been in that forefront of trying to protect us, defend us. And to and to try to 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 get us to push us back up. I remember when I was a kid. I, I, this it's it's the it's the reason why my mother is so important to me. When I was about four, maybe five years old, maybe five or six years old, um, we were at a friend's house, and I almost died. Mm. Almost drowned. And I almost drowned because my mom and I were out there and we were, we were you know, we were in the pool. Um, and she told me, she says, Walter, stay here. Stay here and I'm going to come back to you. Okay? So she left me for a second, turned around, and I did what? <laughs> you jumped. Jumped out there to go and fall behind my mom. Being a hard-headed bad Being a hard-headed, <laughs> all that badass kid. There you go. Uh-huh. And and the first thing that happened was the oldest daughter of, of the house jumped in and tried to grab me. She couldn't get hold of me at the time, at that, at that very moment. My mom turned around. Now, understand, my mother just learned how to swim herself. Mm. My mom turned around, grabbed me by my ankles, went, went underwater, and grabbed me by my ankles and kept pushing me up. Okay. And pushing me up. And pushing me up. Mm. Until they can get to me and she can get her footing. Now, that might not mean anything to, to anybody here. That might not mean a hill of beans to you know what. Anybody here, y'all know, y'all know my typical saying, right? But I'm going to tell you something. It's the reason why my mother is so important to me. You understand me? I don't care how much much she might get on my nerves. I don't care how much she yells at me. 
I don't care what she does to me. I don't care. She will always be there in one form or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when she is God, and, 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 I, and I, I, I cringe every day because she says, you hate talking about it. I, I do hate talking about it. The day that she, that her head grows cold, she says to me, you hate talking about this. And I do hate, I said, Ma, I don't like talking about this. You do, I don't like talking about it. Yeah, but we got to talk about it, son. Yeah, you know, same thing with my dad. Same thing with my dad. I hate talking about it, right? But it is it is it is something that we had to had to uh, go through in order to understand that upon their leaving this form, mm-hmm. their energy, their spirit, their person, their persona, who that whatever it is, whatever they are, is passed on to us, and we must learn from that. And be able to do it, pass it on to that next generation, right? I, I say all this to, to say that in the scope of Women's History Month, in the scope of Women's History Month, we must never forget the impact that women have had in the course of history and when dealing specifically with liberation of black people, we cannot forget the women who were involved in that process and who are involved in that process. Do you hear when this woman called, when this lady, this queen calls here, Connie Burton? What do I call her? Call queen her. Mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> queen Mother. She has been elevated to that level. To, I don't care. Listen, I don't care what your opinion is of Connie Burton. Connie Burton don't care what your opinion is of Connie <laughs> Burton. <laughs> yes, Abby. We can dis- Connie, Connie Burton and I can disagree on whatever the hell we want to disagree on. But there will never be a time when I will ever allow anyone to disrespect Connie Burton. You understand me? Mm-hmm. No, she she earned no, her strikes. Man. She Hell earned, yeah, yeah, man. And she helped organize workers at Tapa Tribune. She helped organize the people, the uh, the tenants at the uh, Tenants Association at Public Housing. Come on, She's man. earned her stripes, man. So you know Come she on. has a right to be at the table. Come on. Come on, man. Happy Women's History Month. Have a burden. Man, listen. Yeah, man, for real, man. You know, you, 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 that's the first, shoot, in this community, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Are you, you kidding me? That's right. You know, uh, 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 last week we had Fish Grits and Black History. Did you see, if you look at the video of Fish Grits and Black History right now, the majority, majority of the, women. the, the, right. majority, the majority of women that said that, that were there, were, uh, majority of people that said that they were women. That's right. And that was mm-hmm. that was not that was not now mind you that was not intentional. That was not intentional. But it, it, it and it wasn't there was nothing intentional about it at all. Literally, it had to be done because these are the people who remember. These are the people who were there. These are the people who made the impact. And when you listen to what they said, 
They can repeat it verbatim. They have all this information, all this stuff that's there, and they, and they can share with us. And, and, and so now, mind you, there are other settings where these women wouldn't even be thought of. That's disturbing. And, and they stand up because there's a that today is a is an infamous anniversary. This was the day that Rodney King was beaten by the Los Angeles police on March third, nineteen ninety one. We saw the video, and you know it were those were women who walked out into the street courageously to rise up and say, "This is not gonna stand. We are not gonna just let this stand." So those were women who were leading the peaceful march. But again, in 2020, when Rodney King, not Rodney King, when George Floyd yes. was murdered yes. by that cop. Yes. And those were women, those were young women who came out into the street to protest and say, this will not stand. That's right. And right. justice came. That cop, Derek Chauvin, is in prison. I don't know if they, if he staged his attempt to get killed or not to try to get out early. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, it was that protest that made certain justice was Absolutely. done. Absolutely. And you know, we got a lot of calls here on Sunday morning right now. I All think right, you guys right. have Let's lit it up. Calls. Let's see these calls. That's it. That's it. Let's get a call. All right. We got to go, and I know that some people who fell off, so call back, 813-239-9663, 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Uh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Your ears, your ears must have been burning. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you so much. I always appreciate um, the acknowledgement, but you know we got so much work to do. That's to the right. young sister that is a part of the uh, your Sunday uh, form, format, uh, all praises to that young sister as she continued to elevate. We appreciate the work. You know, as we uh, mark anniversary of Bloody Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of the women mm-hmm. that uh, marked unnamed and unknown, yes. you know, our role in this America history of injustice you know, continue to roll down. But what I did want to call attention to, as you noted, the change of of format for just elementary and Stewart Middle School. Yes, ma'am. It didn't just happen because, you know, people had a change of heart. We had to have women, uh, frontline soldiers, that was willing to push against the odds. And, you know, that community is being heavily gentrified. Where Tampa, as you once knew it, Walter, is gone. Uh, Now we're hearing that Oakhurst uh, will be next on the chopping block. You know, wherever we've had um, the image of and, and the development of black families, this city is making a mark in removing all of those historical elements, but mm. it cannot happen without black participation. That's it. Come yeah. on, Ms. Bonnie. Yes. We got mm-hmm. black folks that have high position in this city that is earmarking and carrying the water for the gentrification of our community. And they should never, never be respected. 
not by me. When I think about people that lead the CRA over there in West Tampa, blight voices, the housing authority, blight voices. And then you get a lone black woman uh, such as Yvette Lewis. That's my sister that championed the NAACP that went right on in there and talked to that superintendent and say not on her watch. We have to acknowledge that. So I, my encouragement to our people, in spite of every barrier that they put in place, that we got a right to be here, we got a right to organize, we got a right to fight back. And so that should be our margin orders moving forward. The preservation of who we are as a people, that if they take the land, they can't take our history as they Come take on. the land, they can't eliminate our culture or our race. Tampa is who it is. It is our responsibility to fight for what we know. Thank you. Peace and blessings to all of you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Vitaya. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the shout out as well. I appreciate it. But she is 100, 100, 1,000% correct. We have got to hold ourselves accountable. We have got to take responsibility for that because we have a right to these things. And as she said, for those that are in a position that are of a black descent and they're signing off on it, you know, shame on them as well. Yes, we want to improve our community, but improving it does not mean removing. Okay, hmm. improving our community does not mean removing us from our community. So those of us that can stand up and we have a voice to say something about it, how dare you not? How dare you not? And don't take that old sentence, oh, well, you have to be at the table, you know, so you can make change. Okay, so then go ahead, be at the table. I applaud you for getting to the table. But don't get to the table and then just sit there. Nah, don't sometimes, get to the table and just agree to everything. And sometimes being, being at the table, change. and sometimes being at the table doesn't mean it's, that it's the right table to be at. That's you know? that part. Sometimes that part. it just means, that, as I always say, you know, you got to make your own damn table. That's it. And, That's and it. the truth of the matter is that in the case of of uh, just elementary and um, uh, Stu Justin Stewart, uh, there are some horrible, well, there's a horrible history behind that from the standpoint, period. I ain't no standpoint of nothing. It is what it is. Um, it was, you're talking about 75% of its teachers most of the teachers are women, right? But 75% of his, uh, his instructors were temporary instructors. Mm. Do you understand me? Okay, yeah. so when, when the majority of your instructors are temporary instructors most of the time, that's a bad, bad thing. That means that something administratively is not happening. And I'm not talking about the level of the principal. What I'm talking about is the level of the school board itself. Uh, and, 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 and something, when we talk about resources, now here we go, here we go, resources. Resources means more than just an AC unit mm -hmm. or money for a particular thing. No. What it means is people, like mm -hmm. a beating heart that's right. in that classroom that's going to be there for longer than X amount of time. So, so that, that, has to, that has to change. Uh, and, and we cannot, because see, the fact that we're getting a new building, <laughs> so, so what? Yeah. That, that's that's nice and all, great, wonderful, because we did need a new building, because that that now you're talking about public health issues, 
right? Right. Okay, so that need to be done. I mean, and it needed to stay close to the people exactly, in that community. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So from that standpoint, um, you know, I, I'm not sure how we could have changed that except to say that that needed to be done, right? We, we needed new air conditioning. We needed new something, uh, resources from that standpoint. But when we talk about in the classroom contact, that and, and, and the lack thereof, we had people from the community who were coming into the classroom who were more than qualified that professional standards at Hillsborough County actually kicked them out of the classroom. Disqual- <laughs> went back through and somehow disqualified those people from being able to be in the classrooms. So that means right. that no, no, no uh, variance was being made, a variance in order to deal with an emergency situation. You get what I'm saying? A variance in order to deal with an emergency situation is one where you where you know there's a problem mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. resources. It historically has an issue with you, and they have historically had that issue. But so now here is a situation where you have someone in the in the community who's a doctor of English, or a mm-hmm, doctor mm-hmm. of psychology, or a doctor of something. My father used to have kids come from Blake. Stewart and Just would come, were invited to come to the Dr. Walter Smith Library, and they would sit with him. Parents would bring their kids there and literally sit with him and go through their uh, transcripts and and their trouble issues in order to get, in order to figure out how to get them back on the right track. Yeah. So this is this is an important point because you know beyond teachers. Guidance counselors yeah. are highly important. My sister Whoa. is a guidance counselor at a middle school. Whoa. I could not imagine how hard her job was going to be. Her job is probably the hardest on campus. You know, the teachers, of course, have a hard Ooh. job, but teachers aid. These are things that just elementary schools in the inner city, we need all of those positions. Absolutely. We need them to be. Important, and we need. I mean, sometimes maybe even in some communities, you need a grandmother figure just to yeah. come and sit and talk yeah. to some of those kids. But the, but the but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. The same same way we're talking about speaking of what we're speaking of right now is something that we value and right. was of value to us when we had a separate school system. Understand? Mm-hmm. Hear, hear what I'm saying to you. It's something that we, it's, but it's something that we lost when the school systems were were desegregated and, and then integrated. You understand? Well, I I, I want to say, in, in regards to that, I really think, like like, like my Billy said, all these all these positions are important. But the part we need to understand truthfully that when they put a principal in place, understand something. When they put a principal in place, that principal's job is to make sure that school is functional above. The norm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how it should be. And that principal is supposed to say, as you can hear me say, 10 toes down on what his school needs. You know, he's supposed to be there to support his teachers, support his guidance counselors, support, make sure there's a PTA in place. Okay, that's parent participation. Make sure there's a PTA in place <coughs> and their voice is being heard. Because that's what happens when, the, when these school districts, they meet, even though they hear the teachers' voices, that principal is supposed to be a representation of what those teachers need. And when you have a principal that is just has a lackadaisical mindset, mm. that, again, he's at the table, but that's all it is. He's just at the table. 
He's not at the table to make change. He's not at the table, you know, to give input. He's just literally just sitting at the table. That's where I have a problem with it at. And I I make that statement because when I relocated down here to Florida, and my youngest daughter, okay, she had always been, you know, in, um, I forgot what they call those classes, um, the high-level class, whatever it may be. She's always made the... um, Advanced placement and... it's not an advanced place. That's another name for it. But that's, that's, that's basically what it is because she graduated a year early and everything. But one of the schools that she was in um, here, the principal got arrested for smoking crack in the school. The principal. <laughs> let's be yeah. clear. Yeah. Let's be yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. be clear. The principal. Okay. Yeah. And I want to clarify, he wasn't a black principal. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> but you didn't see it on the news. Okay. Of if it course. was a black principal, you would have saw it on the news. All over. But it was a white principal, and that wasn't advertised on the news. So my daughter comes to me and says to me, Mommy, what's the purpose in making a principal list if the principal get arrested for smoking crack? Yeah. <laughs> right. Can you understand that? Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just take that in for a minute. My, my, my young child came to me and said, Mommy, because she's always made the principal's list. What's the purpose in making the principal's list? Because that's supposed to be the highest award, Okay. If the principal gets arrested for smoking crack. That's when you tell her it's the position, not the person. (laughs) Come on. on. And that's exactly what I said to him, Billy. I said, let me explain something to you. I said, every one of those awards you received, I said, you earned it. And it's not based on that individual himself. I said, even when you see a preacher at the pulpit, at the pulpit, that's just a person. He's human. Right, right. So you're not there. You're there for the word, and you're there to do your work. So don't worry about what happened to him because that's something here. But that's sad that you have to explain that. It's sad that that's the, that's where we are in this world right now. So when we talk about our education system, that's why I talk about the teachers being tenured. That sometimes they just throw their hands up. It don't matter. I'm gonna get paid. And once your mind gets to that point, you need to resign. Okay. You need to resign because you have already made a conscious decision that you're no longer coming to work every day to help these kids. They got principals out there peeking. What they do? What's the one dude do? Popping kids' knuckles, toe knuckles or whatever it is. What? I, mean, I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? What's, up? It's sad. What's going on with this kid, man? We have to think about that. We have to think about that. Now, what is had, that? in high school, she had, a, um, she had a, a female principal, and I applaud her because if you, if you don't know by now, I, I'm, I'm a mother that fights. So also, your mother jumped in that water, whether she could barely swim or not. Only thing she saw was her child about to drown. That's, That's right. what we do. That's what we do. We're we going to come and we're going to fight, okay? So when my daughter got into altercation, the teacher, they know me because I, I, I'm one of those parents. I was I was attending those meetings. If something go wrong, you pick up the phone, you call me. If something, my child doing something she's supposed to, give her a blank envelope and bring it home. You ain't got to put nothing in it. Just give her a blank envelope and send it home to her and right. to give it to your mother. I know what it means, okay? She may not know. But I know what it means, and I will be in that principal's office the next day. Right. You know, so she had a black principal, and I have to applaud her because anytime there was an issue, you can believe my phone was ringing. You know, right. it's not, I, I want to let you know before you have right. to come up here because they're going to do it so I don't come. <laughs> you know, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. My mother was, well, so my mother, you know, growing up, you know, we were, I was the son of a university president. So, you know, it was, it, you know, I think people in some ways were trying to test and see what she was gonna do, uh-huh. what was gonna happen? Uh, nah, my parents was like, "Yeah, man, we finna beat your line." <laughs> like, 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 yeah, you know. If I, like, I remember one time, and please, y'all, don't judge me, but I was, I wasn't a bad child, right? But I remember when rappers, del- <laughs> right, right, whatever they say, right? Rappers delight came out, mm-hmm. and. 
man, you know, you had the remix of all this other crazy stuff going. So we sitting up there um, in third grade. I'll never forget third grade. Miss Rouse, Miss Barbara Rouse, Miss Rouse, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Miss Rouse sat right there and would stand right there and watch us act a fool, right? <laughs> now, mind you, I went to Fairview High, which meant that just over the, across the street was my dad and my mom was somewhere on their campus, right? My mother came down there with a white, a full-length white fur. <laughs> Everybody in my class remembers this one. In a full-length white fur after being called by my third-grade teacher to watch me act the fool, leading the class to my hip, uh-huh, and, and, I, and I, man, do you know my mama came out there with that belt? <laughs> with that full-length fur? And about beat me half to death. Wow. I never that's did what, again. That's, what that's what parents used to do back the, in the day. Did she wear yeah. slippers? No, no. She, she was up there for a whole other reception. She was up there for a reception. You say what, Annie? I said, that's how old back in the day parents used to be. We weren't afraid. We're going to come up there and beat you with you. Yeah, right when you did it. Right when you did it. That's when you got it, Jack. That's it. Yeah, when you did is when you got it. That's it. That's well, it. You can still. No, you're you're right. Go ahead. Thank you, Mama. Call you guys. If, <laughs> call you guys have any comments? Again, it's Women's Month. We we'll celebrate. We're about to go into our second hour. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Call in and get uplift a woman in your life. It doesn't matter if it's your aunt, grandmother, sister, <laughs> or your mama in the, the full length, or your mama in the full length mink coat with a with a belt to beat you up behind in third grade. <laughs> call in. She, she's got to look good. She's a little good. She was by yeah. <laughs> There are callers waiting to talk. There are callers waiting to talk. So in the second hour, we got to go to those Hold telephone tight. lines. Hold <laughs> tight on these phone lines on the Sunday Forum uh, right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. Hang tight. News is next. <laughs> 